0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 259. That's two, it's five, and it's nine. It's the ES Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined as ever by Wolverhampton Wonders reporter, Mr. Liam Keane. Liam, come in from Wolverhampton, baby.
1: Hello, my friend. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm tired, mate. I'm tired. Telling we, are, me. we are burning the candle at both ends. And I don't mean coming off the strip in Benidorm straight into a, a behind closed doors game. I'm not talking about that. I must admit, seven years ago, Liam, um, I was getting married to my good wife, Alana. And I'm stood at the altar. And you wait there for a couple of minutes. Three, four, five, eight, ten. It's a true story. 185 people here. Blenheim Palace. 15, four groomsmen, 20, 22 minutes later, Alana walks down the aisle. Thankfully for me, I'm, I'm still married to this day. I don't know how, but I am. But that feeling was absolutely brutal. Liam, last night between 6pm <laughs> and midnight, I got those vibes again. It was the same feeling. I felt, I felt nervous. I felt clammy. I started having second thoughts. But my, oh my, what a finish! Mattis Nunes, baby, he's a Wolves <laughs> player.
1: Well, I mean, I was on my day off as well. So. You were on your day off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't, you know, these things happen. You know, it didn't, it didn't take. Uh, it didn't you know, you blow the biggest transfer fee
0: of all time at a football yeah. club. You know, it is what it is. It's day to day. It's you know, your average. Your average uh, average wednesday night pal
1: well exactly i mean luckily i was uh, i was just sat in watching uh, watching tv with the uh, the other half anyway so uh, it was perfect it was just you know every episode that went by thinking mm, it's got to be any minute now surely <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> just
0: texting going any chance just or wait just waiting for the message. Wait like, to... yeah,
1: it's on the way and it, it, it took a lot longer. I mean look, wolves do tend to do later announcements anyway. I mean, it's just the you know, the way things work. They tend to they have a lot of they've got a big team that do, you know, the announcements and videos and all this kind of stuff. This has uh, got to be the latest Anton this could be one of the latest I, I think all, it's all time. Be. It's gotta be. I, aside from maybe like a transfer deadline day, I think didn't uh, when Benicophobe returned a few years back, I think that was ah, really, yes. I think that was really late on a transfer deadline. Yes. Um, but other than that, cue, you cue know.
0: the Grandpa Simpson gif of him walking in and walking out <laughs> again. But yes, carry on. But,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, they they tend to do it late, but that was that was definitely late. But uh, but I'm it's glad... glorious. I mean, what a exactly. finish.
0: I mean, it's all about how you finish. And my good god, That's what she said.
1: Okay. Um, it's it's,
0: it's nine forty one a.m. Liam, it's incredible. Get uh, it out of your system, lad.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm I am sat in the ENS towers in the uh, in the conference room. Uh, so, I did uh, next door. Luckily, luckily, I don't think anyone can hear the uh, the smut that's going out of my mouth. It's, uh, um, I mean,
0: just incredible. What a signing. What a coup for this football club. What an absolute pleasure An exciting talent to come here and to be able to watch week after week after week. And you know, we can go on about some of the signings they've made, but this just seems like, okay, striker aside, which we'll come on to in a bit, this has gone from... What a lot of people thought was a shocking window a couple of weeks ago, to probably the best window. In fact, it is 100% the best window. Arguably, not arguably. Since 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 Wolves returned to the Premier League, and arguably, actually, the best window ever. It's absolute the calibre of player we are going to be seeing at Molyneux and away, and potentially, you know, at Spurs on Saturday is is amazing. And what a jewel in the crown. In Matthias Nunes, Liam?
1: 100%. I have to be slightly careful here because I don't want to be you know, too over the top and, and try and stay as objective as I can. But I'll give a little hint of, of my thoughts uh, in that I would say... And look, we know what kind of player Ruben Neves has gone on to be, what Jota was, what Bolly was for many years with Wolves. There's lots of very good signings that Wolves have made since Fosun bought the club in 2016. But as a signing coming through the door on day one, the kind of player they are when they arrive, um, Matty Nunes has to be the best signing that that folks never ever made for. Because he he arrives as a ready-made... World-class ready. 100%. He he arrives as a ready-made Champions League footballer. Um, I, 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 which I didn't think I'd be talking about this summer I really it's didn't it's amazing um, absolutely incredible signing I, I think he's I mean you have to look at the uh, the references he's been getting from at High Man Abroad um, Pep Guardiola everyone you know, remembers that quote from February when, when City played Sporting in the Champions League mm-hmm. um, they actually won 5-0 that day as well um, right. so Sporting got smashed but he in well, his... you
0: might I mean, some people might not know. So you have to please set exactly.
1: Case. It was in his broadcast interview. Uh, so as there is a couple of videos, Wolves fans have been very happily putting around on Twitter as well. Uh, so I don't blame them uh, to say you know, from Pep Guardiola saying he is already one of the best players in the world. If you have a manager like that saying it, that says everything you need to know. You get in former Liverpool players on Twitter tweeting about Wolves signing Nunes and saying why are Liverpool not jumping on this right now? They need a midfielder. Um, he is, We well we know that Liverpool like him um, they, they were after a, you know, a midfielder this summer or in the next window or two and um, he's one of a few players that Liverpool like, we know that's a fact um, but he's also a player that Wolves like and he turns down West Ham and he arrives for no European football at Molineux. Um there's a lot of things that go into that of course Mendes, the Portuguese contingent, the manager there's a lot of things that go into that as to why he's chosen Wolves but regardless of that, even if it's just this season he's with Wolves, it's an unbelievable sign. Um
0: five-year deal, Liam. Fee up to forty-two million pounds, thirty-eight million plus add-ons. I mean, that takes their spending to just over, including the four million, a hundred and two million pounds this summer. One hundred and two million pounds. Nunes. 42, Gwedej, 27.5 million, Nathan Collins 20.5 and, and don't forget Huang, who obviously became a, a permanent player this summer at 12, that's uh, That's fifth or sixth on the spending charts um, I think I believe this summer uh, compared to all Premier League clubs and look arguably with the way that money has been spent with, the, with a couple of them as well. It's got to be one of the top three in successful windows. A lot of clubs from the outside looking in would die to be Wolverhampton Wanderers at this moment in time, in their squad, in the talent they've got. And I've got to admit, and I put it as a tongue-in-cheek question a couple of days ago, if you look at Wolves as a strongest eleven now and Manchester United's strongest eleven, I tell you what, I don't want to be Manchester United, not even close. There's probably two or three players that'll be kicking around that team, squad even, but the rest of them, it's... It's amazing. It's very, very exciting. The expectation is going to be massive. It will take time. But this does does seem like, Liam, a second evolution of what could be an
1: incredible unit here. I have to totally agree with your comments about Manchester United, by the way. Because uh, I said this last season, when Wolves went and, and won at Old Trafford. Um... That they I don't want to make it just about United, it's about Wolves, but just the comparison and the change in I think in, the comparison is really important, though, because we're talking about uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world here that should be fighting for the mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolves, who are in their, what, fifth season now, back in the Premier League. And last season, the midfield two of Neves and Moutinho was head and shoulders above the Manchester United midfield. You had Nunes into the mix, and Dendonka, by the way, who I thought has had a very good start to the season in these first yeah. two games. Agreed. And that is a very strong four-man midfield, um, and, and also, I mean, if he stays with the club, Gibbs White uh, can drop into a, a sort of three midfield and plays the more advanced uh, of those as well. So I, th- I think it's a, you know the options there are really, are really quite strong. And don't forget Conor Ronan and Luke Cundall <laughs> backing that up. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know there may be scope for, for them to move on. Of course, potentially Cundall on loan. But um, look, I think the, the the depth is one thing we've been talking about for so long with Wolves midfield we've been talking about for so long in terms of the type of signing they need and this ticks all the boxes it gives them depth quality depth and it gives them a midfielder who I've been saying all along is the kind of midfielder they need Wolves didn't need to sign a number 10 and even though they are playing with a number 10 now Pedence Gibbs-White those kind of players can play there even Guedes can play there as well Um, they didn't need to sign a number 10 they, and that is not what uh, Nunes is. They needed to sign a box-to-box number eight. It's what I've been saying the whole time. Someone who has got a creative touch, wins a lot of battles, wins a lot of duels, wins tackles, is aggressive, gets from one end of the pitch to the other, but carries the ball forward into the final third and can link up with the forwards. And it's exactly, exactly what Nunes is. He's, he's a number eight. That's his best position he played for, for, for sporting he scored an absolute thunderbolt in his last game on Saturday in the 3-0 win over a Rear Wave as well which i don't know if you've seen the the video of that but it's it's a it's a crazy strike um i think he's going to add so much to the team not just because of his individual quality but in terms of uh, i'll use that word dynamic again because Bruno uses it so often the dynamic of the squad and what the squad was missing in terms of style and character as a midfielder and he adds that Perfectly. Whether it's playing in a pivot two with Neves, whether, or, or whoever it might be, or whether it's playing in a three with Neves sitting deeper, him and Mitinho, or him and Dendonka, I think it perfectly uh contributes and uh, uh yeah, I, I think it, I think it's just perfect and on, 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 on every single scale and the money as well, which I know we'll come on to, um is a pretty good deal. I think I think it's a it's a very good uh you know, financial outlay from wolves. It's uh, well, well, let's let happy let's days.
0: Go. Let's come on to the money, Liam, because, um, you know, not just the money, but the age you are getting someone at this level at, 23 years old, and yet, like you say, one of the best in the world at what he does at 23, five-year deal. With it's a year option as well, don't forget. With, with a year option. This is absolutely huge, and it's such a smart deal. You talk about blowing your transfer record um, transfer record fee out of the water, which, by the way, on, a, on another note, because he's doing flipping, flipping brilliant at Anderlecht, and I don't think he cares whatsoever, but he just gets that slight monkey off the back from fans who are saying Fabio Silva, your record signing, even stupid journalists who are having a pop <laughs> yesterday morning. People are, people are, you know, certain established broadsheets and, and European experts who just don't do the research. And making snide little jealous comments it's embarrassing i mean i
1: have to ask quickly sorry to totally interrupt you but mm. you don't obviously you don't have to name them but can you tell me what was said because i genuinely didn't see this um, <laughs> or give me some sort of inkling or what was said without someone replied given
0: about, about about newness coming with a lot of the fans uh, and and um a, a certain person who works for one of the broadsheets just put up a, um, or oh, Fabio Silva worked out well as your record signing, something like that, as a, as a wow. tongue-in-cheek comment of which obviously he got absolutely bombarded. Very funny. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, there's a certain person who works for the Athletic, not Mr. Tim Spears, who's um, who, who works um, on a lot of the European teams, and uh, basically just went on the the old school rant of Mendes and Portuguese, and and, and um, you know this this would never happen, and just f- incredibly. Terrible opinion and not doing your research, which was which was poor. Actually, the guy worked, um, worked he, um, he was at the same school as me the year below now. But um, yeah, strange, strange individual, anyway. But uh, less, <laughs> less said about that, the better. But yeah, You'd what I'm not. saying to you, Liam, 23 years old, again, one of the best players in the world at his position, four, five years time, you know, new deal, hopefully, maybe like in three years time, as you normally do or whatever, but from a value point of view, this guy's only going up. It's, a very, it's not as if this kid's coming at 28, 29 and he's paying a, a record fee like a lot of other clubs are paying, by the way, for people a lot older than that. There's people going into the 30s, some of them. But from a value point of view, yes, they've spent a lot of money, but to get what you're going to get back in return eventually
1: when, let's say, he does depart Wolves, for me, it's an incredibly smart piece of business. And that is a massive part as to why Wolves have spent the money on him as well, because breaking the transfer record is never, you know, an easy thing to do. You know, you got, got to put the money where your mouth is, and and Wolves have done that, and um, that, as I say, is a massive part of it because he's a kind of player that all the expectations are, is that he will be worth far, far more than thirty eight or or mm-hmm. even forty two mm-hmm. uh, if the add-ons uh, come into effect. He'd be worth far more than that. We're talking double du- double double or more mm-hmm. uh, you know that's the kind of um you know positive references he's been getting from from pundits uh, other journalists agents fans clubs that, you know sporting directors um, there's a reason a lot of the big clubs like him and, and have been watching him um, and frankly I'm surprised that none of them have, have gone for him with the, the kind of you, know, you look at we mentioned United a minute ago I mean they could they could do with a player like that um, or, or someone similar so uh, Liverpool as well Liverpool, you know Liverpool's talk about, a big talk one about and him. we know they like him we know they like him um, so so yeah, there's a um a big surprise from my end as to why no club's got in for him. But that's a massive part, alongside all, all the other, you know, footballing reasons, massive part Wolves have taken um take, taken the deal really because they liked him, they watched him for a while and the opportunity was there to sign him for what I think is a pretty good fee and, and a piece I did with Aaron Barton, uh, one of the uh, sort of a Portuguese football expert. Um He said he expects it to be a snip for Wolves um, in in, the next coming years, really. Next year, maybe two years, he'll be um, very highly regarded. Provided there's not an absolute disaster for him in the Premier League, but the likelihood of that is is so low because he's a a real talented player who's now got an opportunity to settle in with compatriots and uh, players he knows and in a system that he's going to be fairly familiar with as well.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Because um, obviously the the last podcast, uh, I I believe last Thursday, and then we're at the press conference on Friday. Bruno's pre-match press conference ahead of, um, what was the game? Uh, Fulham on Saturday. And by the way, we're not going to be talking about Fulham because this is a different podcast altogether, really. We'll touch on it slightly, but not a lot. Um, and Bruno was, and there was one of those moments, and there, wasn't, there wasn't many of us in that press room, but it was. we both thought the same thing. He was very bullish when it came to, more signings come in and we kind of asked a question about will it be loans or season long loans? And he was like, No. There'll be there'll be the there's deals coming. There's you got the impression he was very confident there will be permanent deals or a permanent deal coming in. And um you know, we kind of joked and and, and thought, look, this would be the dream to get someone like a Nunes. But and I rem- I remember specifically coming out of that press conference and we are walk into the car, me and you, Liam. Uh, just about to do our our video uh, previewing the game. And I turned to you and you turned to me and I said, I think Nunes is coming, you know, you got that impression that he he thought something big was going to happen. And walking out of that press conference, you felt, and obviously he knew at the time, I'm sure that if if maybe I had to cross the I's and dot the T's, but, but that, that was very much on. This isn't a deal that's happened in two days time. You know, this has been going on for, for quite a long time behind the scenes. Um, it, you just got that impression that something something special was going to happen. Uh,
1: sorry, you just said cross the I's and dot the T's. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know I what thinking, I mean. After m- you said that, I was the only thing I could hear. It's, it's uh,
0: morning time. But you, do, do, you feel like it, do you feel like that was that was what was coming? Yeah. You did feel it. You know, yeah, you, you yeah, did we, feel
1: something was in the air. We definitely felt it from that press conference because uh, the bullish is the right word. That, that's how he came across. He was very confident. Um, and, and we'd obviously heard a couple of rumblings about Nunez at the t- uh, so I think it was maybe even a month and a half, maybe late June, something like that. It was quite early on. There was some rumblings about Nunez at the time. There wasn't really much in it. Um, of course, I was interested in, but the money that was being spoken about at that time in pounds, not in euros, was close to fifty, um, it, it, and that was a fee that would have been very unlikely that Wolves would have spent. Um, hence, why even only a few weeks ago on this podcast I said, look, it's not going to happen. Nunez arriving. Because of the kind of money that was being quoted for him, the fact that it ended up being thirty-eight is is part again another uh, sort of cog in the wheel. Part of the reason why Wolves have been able to bring him in, Um, because it's very unlikely they'd have gone out and spent fifty million flat on a player. So, um, but yeah, I I mean, after that press conference, I went um, and Wayne spoke to a few people and actually. Uh, it was, I was beaten to, um, beaten to the punch by, uh, I think it was Record, I think that's the the, the Portuguese media outlet, um, beaten to them by a few hours um, with with the news, which, uh, well, you know, it's just the way it goes, but I, I, I did get wind that there was talks, um, was trying to figure out how far along it was, and then it all came out, hence why I was able to get my piece out fairly quickly after that, because I... Was able to sort of uh, verify it quicker once it's already out in the public, which is um, which is sort of standard practice, really. But um, but yeah, it was um, that was a really sort of quite exciting evening. Actually, uh, I think what was it? Was it Monday or Sunday? I'm forgetting what day it was now. Um, um, I think it was Monday. two I, I don't know. I can't even tell you. I'm the days all blend into one now. It man. might be. It might have even been Tuesday. I couldn't. I don't even know. Um, I think it was Monday. But uh, it was quite an exciting evening that because once. Because I'd started to get wind, was was trying to firm it up because the last thing I want to do is put something out that uh, is, is not correct and not true, mm. um, which is always why I'm very sort of cautious on, on double-checking things. Uh, and then obviously the stuff in Portugal comes out, I get it firmed up, get it out uh, fairly late on, on uh, I think maybe 10, half 10, Monday evening. Um, and then I'm sat there and I'm actually talking to Rosie, my partner, and I was just like almost in, almost in shock because it's just such a... Big signing because we know how fondly he's thought of. Again, I'll mention it again. The, the money wolves have spent, I think, is a very, very good deal. So every single aspect of this deal—the contract length, the money spent, the kind of player wolves have brought in—and uh, then of course the position and what they needed for the squad—I um, think it ticks absolutely every single box. Which is such a almost a relief to say because it's nice to have this kind of positivity and seeing what what the, how the fans have responded to it as well. Um, they, I think, they realise how big a sign it is.
0: It's taken a while, hasn't it, for this to get going, this transfer window, Liam? But it's it's got going in in incredible fashion. Um, you know, there's obviously there was obviously a frustration there not to get deals over the line, and when and when you see certain other clubs spending big money early, then of course there's there's a there's a tendency to maybe panic. Well, panic for a lot of people on on social media, but but criticise and. And look, I feel like Wolves were almost yes, they'd like players in, but they're almost confident, especially when you look at Mendes and Mendes' clients. There's there's obviously he's obviously got priorities. There's only one George Mendes, and yes, he has got a lot of people around him. But when you're doing deals like this, George Mendes is only one person, and he's got other people and other clubs around the world to deal with. So it's almost like there was a relaxation at Wolves, going, look, he's going to come towards us. It'll be fine. We might take a bit of time, but he's got to be A, B, C, D, E, and F before. He comes to Wolves and he will get one or two big deals. And it's just the timing of it. We saw Guao, who was there in the Lisbon game. Now, I know their their um, their offices or some of their offices were pretty close to the game, but obviously he was there at the Sporting Lisbon game. Guao was there on Saturday. George Mendes was there on Saturday. We both saw them in the toilets multiple times. You were going to shake your hand and put your hand up. I'm like, don't put your hand out at uh, the toilets, Kino. You don't want to do a shake. No one wants to shake someone's hand well, in, sure in I did the not, bathroom. Right? I know you didn't. I know you didn't. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it was a, it was a good situation because you've always, I've had that a few times when you're, even when in the normal, the normal toilets at was, and I'm, you know, you, you've know just gone for a, a quick pee and you're washing your hand and then someone says, oh, Judah, put your hand out. Oh, what would you do? What would you do? And he's got your hand there. What would well, you, you do? I you
1: mean, you, you don't like touching the... The common scum anywhere, do you, you know if they're <laughs> if they if, if their net worth isn't at least you know two million you're not talking
0: wow 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 but it's um but then there on saturday in there at the lisbon game it's obviously you know sealing the deal but it's massive into it you've got to have these pl- these people here and at, and, and at the club and that's when that's when things do happen when they're there in person it shows you know, it shows as well. People say, "Oh, if the and are done with wolves, they're moving on." I mean, these are the people who are at wolves, and this guy well, I was taken in two games inside a month. You know, it's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, of course. No, I think we tried to explain that on here a few weeks back to say that look, they haven't dropped interest in wolves. It's it's very much the um, wolves is the, the the pinnacle and stable of their sort of and uh, Sports uh, subsidiary company. So. It's a massive part of what they're trying to do. Um, but you have to understand the business model and, and what Foson are as an investment company and how they they run Wolves as a football club and a business. Um, and it's all about assets and, and um, bringing people in that will, that will hopefully have a higher value later down the line. So, um, look, it's taken a bit of time to get there, but now we've got three signings coming through the door, three quality signings. Um, you could argue they need, well, they definitely need a striker, of course, but you could argue they need maybe, in terms of numbers, one or two more. But I think once a striker comes in, in terms of the real crucial areas, they'll have ticked those boxes as well. And you know you, I don't think you can complain about that.
0: When you talk about Nunes blending in as well, I mean, he's already said he's spoken to to Jose Sard to Moutinho, uh, to, to Ruben Neves. I mean, you saw the video yesterday with him and Neves embracing. I mean, who would have thought, especially end after after Liverpool, that, that one Neves would still be at the club, and two, that he is genuinely, and I think this is one of the, off, the many offshoots of, of someone like Nunes coming in. If you're Ruben Neves and you're looking at the team, and you're looking at the squad, and then he walks through the door along with Guedes and and Collins now, and you think, oh my God, like, do, maybe this 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 has got this is going somewhere again now. This has got some legs. This has got some wheels. This is a this is exciting. It must be exciting for him to be playing alongside Jean Moutinho, and and. And Nunes, every single week, that's fantastic for him and, and definitely, I think, will will only help and only cement his relationship here and going forward, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and I think in terms of um, not just the relationships and moving forward, but you know the the contract situation as well, the Wolves want to get him tied down to a new deal. They've been in you know, constant communication with him. Um, I suspect it'll be one that probably... I think I said this the other week as well, one that will... Uh, drag on beyond August, and then maybe move a bit quicker if they were, if he if he's still with the club and they're able to keep hold of him. Um, but I think bringing a player in like Nunez has to has to help with keeping other players and other big players like Ruben Neves because he looks at it's a new the project, team team now. It's part of the new project. This is a new yeah, look exactly.
0: team. This is a new a new style of play. Look new the quality of players
1: being brought in. The ambition there. Um, yes you know what players get brought in at wolves as assets which is a very sort of business way of describing it but it's it's you know the the way it is that have a sort of resale market value that will hopefully be much higher than what they paid um but at the same time wolves also want to break into you know top six break into europe and, and get there more consistently um to then you know generate more income and and sort of you know keep the wheel turning so uh both, you know, both are not mutually exclusive. they both sort of exist in the same in the same sphere. So, uh, I think it, it must help. Look, there's no guarantee. You know, never is going to sign. Um, he, of course, he loves the club, and I'm sure. One, if he does move on, he'll he'll want the club to to get a good fee, which may mean he has to sign because you know, as the as the, the months drag on and and he hasn't signed, his value goes down. Um, but I think it must help bring a player like that in because you look at the quality that's there in the squad and realise that Wolves are trying to do something, uh, whether it's this year, next year or whenever, they are trying to to keep moving forward. Um, and I think hopefully fans will realise that now as well. Like it's taken longer than everyone wanted it to. I think if you get these kind of players in before uh, or for, for pre-season and then get ready for the, for the Premier League season, it's obviously better. But they're here now uh, and that's the most important thing. They've brought these kind of players in, Nunes being one of them. That is a, an absolutely excellent signing. So potentially
0: 102 million pounds spent. Uh, wolves need to uh, to sell to buy. How have How have Wolves done this? How have Wolves spent this kind of money, Liam?
1: Yes. So um, I've always been very wary of describing it as describing it as sell to buy because, um, in some ways, it, it is. In some ways, it isn't. And, I, and I'll try and explain it the best way I can. And uh, any questions, fire away. And uh, I'll probably be rambling on a little bit. So, um, yeah. Essentially. Um, Wolves still have the model. They still have the the self sustaining model where the club will generate its own uh, income and revenue uh, and use that to reinvest. So for the signs that have been brought in so far, the first thing to say is that um, there's been rumours of Qatari investment. None of that's true. Um, there's been no big s- sort of direct investment from Fosun. Fosun haven't just pumped in 100 million into the club. This has been this is money that has been spent. Um, for the money that is, you know, within the the club and within its means, um, there's been no change in that strategy. But what they do is, and I, I ex- explained this last week, and hopefully it will make sense. Explaining it now with the Nunes deal, they look at signings in a very individual and, and deals in general, sorry, in a very individual basis. So they have liked Nunes for a long time. Uh, the deal became available at the time it did at as I've already said, a very good price at 38 flat fee with with 4 million add-ons. And they moved because here and now the player was available at a good fee. They are aware that he, and and again, it's a big part of of why they brought him in, that he is going to be worth a hell of a lot more than that, uh, hopefully in the next year to two years. Um, And he is seen as a very, very valuable asset. So they've invested the money to bring him in because he's a valuable asset that's going to be worth more money. Uh, and of course, then, from a footballing point of view, he's also an excellent player, so it ticks all those boxes. Um, Wolves do not need to sell any players. I'll make this very clear. They do not need to sell any players to balance the books this summer. It does not need to happen. However, it doesn't mean that players won't go. So you've got players like Rib Neves, who's on, uh, got two years left on his deal. It looks unlikely that he's leaving, but if a, you know, if a club, and again, we'll mention Man United, who are desperate for midfielders, if they, and we've said this all along, if they push last minute and throw a lot of money at it, it's not impossible he goes. Again, Morgan Gibbs-White, he's got two years left, hasn't signed the new deal yet. If Forrest or another club push again for his signature and it meets a valuation that Wolves are happy with, he could go. Uh, another player, just off the top of my head, Leander Dendonka, I think has got one year left with a, with a year option. So those kind of players, who, you know, particularly Nunes coming in, if an offer came in that was, you know, good money, again, a player like that could move on. So they don't need to sell, but they will sell if the deal is right. And you have to remember what Bruno said in his press conference on Friday as well—that talking about Morgan, we cannot allow a situation like we did with Adama Matuori, where it looks like he's going to stay and, and play his, his deal out, run his deal out, and leave on a free. When Morgan could be leaving for thirty plus potentially this summer, so um, if the deal's right, they'll let a player move on and, and, and reinvest uh, reinvest the cash, but they don't need to sell this summer. So I mean, make look, that, make that very clear. I think
0: that's a, that's a very very good explanation, and, and hopefully, I think a lot of people will probably be a little bit more clearer as to how and why Wolves have, have been able to to get these deals over the line. Look, I think. And they're completely different positions and they're completely different people. But if, if someone would say, and there's always that like-for-like, like, if you have to sell Morgan Gibbs-White to, to, to get a a, a Matias Nunes, then I think the majority of people are going to do it. However, it doesn't work like that. But, no, exactly. But you do feel if someone was going to leave this football club, would you say that the likelihood or the, mo- the the most probable player for big money at this moment in time would be Morgan Gibbs-White?
1: Yes, I, I would imagine so because it's gone very, very quiet with with Ruben Neves and it has been for a while now. Um, again, doesn't mean there won't be late interest, and and you suspect there might be. But um, yeah, I, I would imagine that Morgan is the most likely one because uh, you know he's. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to necessarily put this on him, but I think his his people have certainly just sort of flirted with the idea of of moving, which is commonplace in football. You know, agents and and, and all that. They they talk with clubs and. Uh, of course, he knows Cooper, the manager, as well. Um, the kind of money that was being offered was was good money, but not quite what Wolves were after. So, and you know, as as it's been reported elsewhere, and as far as I understand it as well, Forrest have sort of backed off for the time being. And in the um, in in last week's podcast, I said there had been no fresh bids, and I don't believe there has been since. So, look, it really depends if there's interest, if if Forest or another club comes back in for him. But if they do and they push again, and the money's right. It's very possible he could go if they if they've got no guarantees of him signing that deal. Um, if they can get him down to that deal, look, he, he may not go anywhere, but that that contract and the, whatever the money being offered is, and if it's the right money, is is really the, the sort of sticking point as to whether he, he stays or goes. Um, just one more point as well on the, the sort of the finances and, and Fosun and, and the strategy. So, uh, as I say, the, the strategy hasn't changed. And they do it very um, sort of individually. It's almost in some ways a coincidence that. Nunez has become available at the same time as they wanted to bring Guedes and and Collins in, and it turns out they've spent 98 million with potentially going to 102, as you say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also don't want to get sort of hopes up that they're going to spend 100 or 200 net spend every single summer because that's not not going to be the case. So I think some fans will probably see it as all. of are now interested again. When, of course, you know they've always been interested. It's not that they've just turned the tap back on and they're now going to, you know, just let the money start flowing. Um, some windows will be quieter. Some will be some will be busier. Like, of course, this summer and, and the money they've spent. Um, and it, again, if the right player is available at the right price, which is the sort of cliche phrase that everyone at the club uses because it's the way that they work, um, they'll bring that player in. And if it's not right, and it's not the, the right price or the right player or the right contract, whatever it might be. That player won't come in. So um, it's it's a it's a very different way of working in comparison to how a lot of other clubs do it. Um but it's yeah, it, yeah it's it's exactly how they do it. And and a big part of it, as I've already said, is younger players with potential to grow, with potential more salons, um uh, sort of more added value further down the line. Collins is a is a great example of that as as well as Nunes in the past. We've got Neto, Jota, Neves. Uh, when he came in it was worth a lot more up until his contract started running down so um, those are the kind of players they bring in and that's the kind of uh, deals they do and how they do them so I hope that makes that makes sense in um, in the way that the, uh, the model works and it's, as I say it's almost a coincidence that Nunes has become available at the price he was this summer and that they've and ended up so far spending this amount of money because had he not been they wouldn't have brought him in and it would have been Forty, fifty net spend and then if obviously Morgan goes it would have been a lot less than that so um so yeah I hope that I hope that makes sense so we need to address an
0: issue here the elephant in the room
1: Liam talk to me
0: so last week in this podcast um
1: oh I know what's coming
0: I was um incredibly excited and obviously it might have been a little bit way off but we would be elated if if Matias Nunes um, signed a deal at Wolverhampton Wanderers to see one of the greatest midfielders in his position in world football come uh, and watch him every week would be a treat. A, a fantastic joy to the eye. Now, in my, in my um, description of, of how I would feel, I also um, may have um, made a declaration that uh, I would buy <laughs> anyone in the Hogshead a beer after a match um, if that that did materialise. And quite a few people on Twitter have since contacted me when uh, the deal was was confirmed saying, um, get the beers in Judah. So I'm a man of my word, Liam. I'm a man of my word. And I'm incredibly excited to see this man. And I've made a few declarations over the last few years, and none of them have come true, thankfully, to, for, for my bank balance. But this one, you've got to follow through. You've got to follow through. If you say that you're going to buy the Hogshead, or the people listening to the podcast in the Hogshead, a beer, then I will buy them a beer. So, Matthias and Nilsa's the Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm buying the people, the poddy listeners, of course, the poddy you lot, a beer. Now, we're going to look at a home guest. So let's have a look at the home game. Incredible. Oh dear, let me have a look. Okay, here we go. So, I don't think you can do the Carabao Cup, can you? Because it's a night game and we're working late. You know, I can't just go straight after the game to start buying some beers because we've got to work. So, I think Tuesday night, I don't know what time the Hogshead's open till, Liam, but um, we we can't really do Tuesday night, can no, we? No, it would be a struggle. It would be a struggle. We might even do a podcast after that game as well. So, we're struggling there. The the Newcastle game I've actually got to get home early. No, not, honestly, I do have to get home pretty early after yeah, that. Yeah, of course you no, do. Yeah, I do. I do. However, I've got a, I've got an NFL fantasy draft which is very boring, but I've got to do it. However, the third of September, Liam, which is Wolves against Southampton, three o'clock, third of September. So only a, a couple of weeks away. We finish what? So let's say they finish. Let's say five o'clock. The game finishes. We're what? An hour and now on forty five minutes, Liam. I reckon. Probably yeah, around to, that. Yeah, around yeah. 45 to two hours, depending on how busy it is. So so basically, and, and Liam, hopefully you'll be able to come with me and hold my hand. Um around, around seven o'clock, I will be walking up the road uh, with Mr Liam Keane. I'll be walking into the Hogshead. And for anyone who is still there, and I'm sure plenty are after a match day, the pubs are full, um, we will go to the bar. You will probably see one or both of us. And uh, we'll be buying a drink for myself and Liam. And anyone who comes up, Please don't tell this to the whole of the pub, please. But if you listen to the podcast, come up, come and say hello. Let's have a chat about wolves. Say, poddy mate, you know what the crack is, and I will quite happily dip into my pocket and I will buy you a beer or whatever bottles on offer on that day because it could be very expensive. But um, yeah, Wolf Southampton, we'll be there. I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be sealing the deal. And uh, you're more than welcome to come and join me
1: for a free drink. How's that? I mean. It's absolutely astonishing that this is actually happening. Um, I, I did say to your message, and I'll say it again. Uh, you know, I've got a newfound respect for you for, for following through and, uh, and being a man of your word because I'd have definitely tried to find a way out of it, um, mainly mainly from a financial point of view that I might go bankrupt. Um, but uh, yeah, fair play to you. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I. Too, it is two. It's two. Going back to a few podcasts
0: ago, it's still two fifty
1: a pint, right? Ah, <laughs> I'm not. Quite, think, yeah, it might be slightly more expensive than you were than you're expecting. Um, what I will say is, I will buy my own pint to save you, uh, to save you, you know, one expense, <laughs> one expense, um, just just as my treat to you. And the second thing, which you, to be fair, you have just said, but I think it's make this clear, just to yeah. make it slightly fairer on you. Yes. The, whoever it is that wants this drink, how they have to come over and say it's, and come over and approach you and say Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. can't just I'm walk not in going, and go, right, everyone I'm in here not, is having a pint. You know what I'm I mean? I'm not Wolf of Wall Streeting walking in saying, Drinks are on me! Exactly. And the hookers exactly. let's get them in, you know what I mean. Some people like, might expect that, so you've gotta you, I think it's only fair that they come over yeah, and approach yeah, you. Yeah, then... you've got to
0: come over, you gotta be a little pod, listener. of course. This is this is a select group of of of, of a small harem or you know, seven or eight thousand of you. Please don't eight thousand turn up, that'll be a steady day for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, each week. And um, and yeah, so so I'll be I'll be quite happy and come and have a chat and we'll have, we'll have a chat about wolves and hopefully be celebrating a win. Uh, so it should be a good day. Uh, <laughs> I say it should be a good day, it could be a terrible day for me. But uh, it'll be a good day. It'll be a good day. Do you know what, though? I must, and I, and I, do, I didn't want to forget this as well. Um, just as Wolves were breaking their, their transfer record on that evening um, for one of the greatest midfielders in world football in his position, um, it, was, it was a pleasure to see um, Sandwell Town down the road. Um, <laughs> uh, West Brom nil, Cardiff City nil, uh, 22nd in the league. Um, yeah, anyway. apparently, um, apparently they're going to Portsmouth. Clear as well. Automatic promotion, baby. Oh <laughs> it's oh, you love it. You love to see it. I
1: mean, there's levels to this game, mate. I mean, Wolves, no, are, levels. Spending, Wolves are spending 38 million, bringing in a record signing, one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, they they've got you know old Wolves players. I, w- I wouldn't say rejects because I do like Jed Wallace, but they've got old Wolves players there. You know, swamping it at the bottom of the championship. You know, levels. It's, it is, it is level I
0: tell you what talking about levels that that video unveiling as well um absolutely i mean the, the media team honestly they're, they're fantastic but this this um this video and the editing that, that must have taken to do that video from a from a, a kind of a video geek sometimes from a, um my point of view watching that and watching the way that it was done uh just so slick and uh props to props to everyone um but tom stent um video producer there as well i know had a lot to do with it and um Absolutely superb book. If you haven't watched it and watched the unveiling video, it's it's a beautiful piece. It's, it's art. It is art these days that you watch. And um, it's probably, um, like I say, in a geeked out kind of way, my favourite unveiling that I think I've seen in my time at Wolves. Absolutely brilliant. So make sure it's only, I think it's about a minute and a half long or something. If you haven't had the chance, watch it. It's absolutely superb. Right, let's go on to the bigger, the bigger side of things. The general midfield, Liam. Now, Neves, Dendonca, Mutinho. You know you've got Guedes or Gwedge, You know you've got you've got Gibbs, White, Pedence, Neto, or Traore. Where should they've got one point from the first two games, Liam? Okay, uh, they weren't great against um, against Fulham, especially in that second half. A lot of positives in the first half. Same old issues. You're looking at this squad now. Striker aside, where should Wolves be looking? Because the expectation will be there now. The expectation. When you look at that squad, as it is at the moment in time, if you keep this squad now and add maybe one striker, I don't think many people could argue that Wolves are probably, outside the top five, probably the sixth or seventh or eighth best squad quality of squad there. So should Wolves be aiming for European football this season or is it... I'm not going to say transitional season it's not a transitional season, but obviously they've got a new style they 've got a new play they 've got new players. Is it just top half and then we really go for it next year, or do they have to go for it this year? Is European football now not an expectation but a massive goal
1: it's a massive goal it has to be a goal um you have to i I think a successful season would be improving on tenth of course, the way last season ended and finishing tenth in general from the positions they were in was pretty poor end but they have to aim for improving on that and then aspire for, for Europe it's not easy to get into those European places there's lots of very good teams um, but I do think Wolves are more than capable of it however I don't think it's a disaster if they don't get European uh, the European spots this, um, this year I think if they can improve on 10th and build on that for the following season I think that's still a successful season uh, alongside maybe you know, a, a cup run or two, which I, I say every year that I would love to see. So I think you know that's got to, that's got to be a target as well. Um But I think that would that would be a successful season. But it also hinges very much on and how this window ends. You know, do they bring a striker in? Which of course is is now the aim, uh, or has been an aim for for a while. um, But it's the, the you know the priority now certainly. Do they bring a striker in? Do they keep hold of Gibbs, White, and Neves, etc. If they can keep everyone together and bring a striker in. Um, of course it depends on the calibre of striker we're talking about but you know the kind of players the Wolves are going for it's not going to be you know some 19 year old kid from down the road so i think the expectations have got to be to certainly improve on 10th and some fans will, will be talking about europe however only a week or two ago some people whether fans or pundits or whoever it might be were talking about a relegation battle so <laughs> you know things move quickly we know we're on a high right now because of the signing they've just made and the position they're in with the squad um but if they lose a player or someone gets injured or they don't bring a striker in all of a sudden the, the perspective is very different again so i think we've got to judge it probably after august um we'll have a better a better idea of it then but for me a success is improving on 10th and building on that for the following year and then a, a major success is getting european football but i think they should they should definitely aim it for it because you you know if you don't aim high what's the point in competing
0: how um but, but from a midfield point of view, just, just in behind the striker and then in central midfield, there's not too many there's not too many other better teams, is there?
1: there no, really I, isn't. I, yeah, I totally I, agree i would you,
0: I would i mean I would love this side to go on a cup run and win a cup or get to a final you know with these kind of players. These are big game players now Liam. these are players who can who can rock up and it's not just the occasion there they've known how to do it they've played in in top European football competition champions league they've played in Europa they've played in world massive world cup games you know European championship games. I feel like this is the, these these players that they've got now are big game ready you know um they deserve it. I'd love to have a cup or you know, They've got Preston, of course, in the in the EFL Cup on on Tuesday night. And yeah, it's not the most glamorous and I'm sure that it was not gonna be well, it might be glamorous now because some of the players we might see we might see it the likes. of, you know, Adama-Troy are always starting, but for me, I think and I think Bruno as well, those are the kind of games where yeah, it might not be the most glamorous fixture in the in the you know, on a Tuesday night, but you know, you get two or three rounds into that and you have different people and we have World Cups, etc. And people maybe not um, taking the competition as serious as maybe they should. This is a very important competition to go and win a win a cup. And if they can get deep into one of these competitions and doing well in the league, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I really value uh, the cup competitions, and particularly the FA Cup. I think it's... I think there's not a European place anymore, is there? Is that right? Am
0: I right in thinking? Uh, what do you mean? EFL
1: Cup. You've stumped me with a question i wasn't expecting i'll have a
0: look i think but
1: carry, carry on but how important is it though and i'll have a look um i think yeah because it's obviously the, the conference and it does drop down if someone doesn't so i think there is a is there a there conference a spot, spot there? is there i'm sure there is this, this is a conversation for another day once we yes yeah, no it's so
0: about how important is it and i'll try and find <laughs> out
1: why you're doing it uh look the the, the magic of the cup is, is something that is such a cliche but it is true you look at um the FA Cup run from just a few years ago um, that Wolves had and uh, the scenes uh, beating United um, at Molyneux um, of course going 2 nil up at Wembley until what happened but you know the, the, the kind of memories that you that you create for fans um, those kind of runs is, is so special so I, I massively value that and of course it's an opportunity to get back into Europe things like that as well so um, I would and Bruno from what he said last season you know he's very keen to do well in the cups, and he I remember him telling us a story about how he used to watch the FA Cup on TV as a kid um, so he you know by all accounts really wants to do well in them as well and he was very angry when they lost to Norwich um, in, in the FA Cup last season so yeah they I think that's a that could be a real big part of the story this season is having a good run and we've been asking for one for what feels like, well, since the last one, really, since the last FA Cup run. So, um, and it feels like a long like a lifetime ago that we, we had that. So uh, that would be a big one for this this season and something that I would really aim for uh, and, and, and get the priorities straight. Of course, it depends where Wolves are in the league at the time mm-hmm. of when those of games come up. But we've talked about the Nuno and Southampton debacle, about the priorities. Um, in that situation, he should have prioritised the Cup and not the league. And he went the other way around. So if Wolves were in a similar position... I would implore Bruno, if he listens to me, to uh, to 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 prioritise the cup in that situation. But you know, context is king, so we'll find out as the season goes by. But hopefully, a good run, uh, a good run coming, because it'd be it'd be brilliant for the club.
0: They do get into uh, into European football, Liam. It's not the Europa League; it's the Europa Conference League. Yeah, so they that's, get exactly, into. that's what I thought. Yeah, you confused yeah.
1: me when you said there's not. That's what yeah. I was. I surprised. think there
0: was there was some there was some dispute. I think going into going into the season, but yeah, it's the Conference League, obviously, which is the um, which, to be honest, like I say, you know, you saw the scenes and people. <laughs> I must admit, I I kind of poo pooed it as well when it first came out, especially when you've just come out the Europa League, and then they had this tertiary new European competition. But look, I think it was a, a pretty much a success success really. Um, I know there were issues last season with COVID, etc. But it's um, it all you saw the scenes when Roma won it and Mourinho and and the tears and and you know the kind of like trophy parade going around the Coliseum and stuff. I mean that's a massive <laughs> massive achievement. I mean he's in tears, you you know. A cup's a cup, and playing European football is—I um, don't really care to be honest. Um, it would—it would be—it'll would be fantastic for this football club. But they need to—they need to start getting some wins. Let's be honest, and look, Spurs isn't going to be easy, and we'll come on to that in a little bit. But at the same time. Bloody hell, it's exciting, isn't it? And people say, I'm not renewing my season ticket or, you know, I'm quite happy that I haven't got a season ticket, blah di blah blah you know, Wolves are, are on the down. I mean that just shows just shows credit to to Fos and to Jeff to to everyone involved because um the excitement's definitely there and it's it's kinda of like an excitement reborn, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, as I say the perspective changes once you get a, a big siren through the door, which is always the case, you know, at any club um, well, but that's yeah, I great. think Guedes as well. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, and and by the way, I have to give him a, a mention. Um, Collins, I think, has been absolutely excellent since he's come in. I thought he was superb against Fulham alongside Max Kilman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, they 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 they've made some really good signings. Look, numbers wise, it might not be quite what everyone wanted or expected, but three quality signings like that, you know, you, you have to have a bit of positivity going into these next few games. And look, they may lose. Against a very strong Spurs side, but you've got to stick with uh, hopefully what is the the journey with Bruno and this squad because he's getting them in the new system, he's getting them with some, brings some new players in and integrating them, um, and I think in the long run this season they'll, they'll have a good year.
0: How excited are you now? You, you must be pretty excited. You know, Wolverhampton Wanderers report, and you get to see some of these players. I mean, some of these players, especially for fans as well, you see them in. In a lifetime, we've been lucky enough to see the likes of Jota and Neves, but now you're keeping hopefully Neves, and you're seeing Nunes and Guedes, and, uh, and you know, and, and a fit Neto, and hopefully Raul coming back. I mean, teams will not want to play against to Wanderers this season, but from a spectacle point of view, it's great, and I'm so pleased for the fans as well that they get to, they get to carry on this journey of seeing basically, you know, generational talents.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, I you know no disrespect to players I grew up watching um, in, in a Wolves shirt, but they're, they're not on the same level as the kind of players we've seen over these last five, six years uh, at Wolves. And the the level, we talk about levels, talking about Old Sam Town a minute ago, I mean, the levels Wolves are going to um, and hopefully going to keep improving on um, is something that I don't think anyone really could have expected a few years ago. And I understand, I, I think there's a place for, for both points of view here some people think you know you they're, they're failing now they haven't brought a signing in you know we can't look back on you know the league one days and think how lucky we are now we've got to you know we've got to keep improving and keep pushing on and then other people say look you know realize how quickly we've come in the last six seven years etc etc i think there's a place for both opinions for me i think you have to have a bit of perspective and realize how far the club has come how difficult it is to jump higher um, but how they're still committed to trying to do that and um and you know they're very business oriented in how they run the club, uh, which of course is modern football in general now, but there's the ambitions are there they want to go higher, they want to improve and then when they bring a sign in like this, I think that that screams volumes and uh and i'm very excited very excited to see what he can do, how he integrates into the squad and then how they can push on in the next the next few months up until the world cup break and uh and yeah, I think as I say, I think they'll have a really good season. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Let's me. Let's be greedy, Liam. Let's be greedy. It's my pie. I'll cry if I want to. I want another. I want another present. Um, it's been incredible the last couple of weeks uh, for signings. Striker is the one that I think maybe to complete the set of every single you know position filled of what what they want. Raúl Jiménez is not going to be back for Spurs, and I'm sure you'll be probably getting an update from him um, from Bruno on on Friday. So. Um, so where are Wolves in this striker search? I assume they're actively looking still. Um, there's a couple of mentions, I guess, especially after the Portuguese situation with, with uh, Gonzalo, Goncalo Ramos. Um, but but is there any interest in him? And going forward, do you expect Wolves to bring in a striker permanently or on loan?
1: So, yeah, to, to sort of attack the Goncalo uh, Ramos one first. Um, you know, of course, he's a player they like, they've looked at. It. It's an easy link to make playing at uh, at Benfica Uh, but what I'm hearing at the moment is that there's no movement um, no movement for him I remember I think it was about a month ago I tweeted to say Wolves weren't in for him then and there was heavy rumours at the time that was true then still true now Um, and it'd be interesting if they if they sort of increase their interest over the next couple weeks or so but it would take at least 25 to 30 to bring him in permanently as far as the numbers have been quoted um, I said it'd be a surprise if they brought in a midfielder for a lot of money and, and they did um, but again I have to say it would be a surprise if they brought a striker in for a lot of money um, they can do it it's not impossible but it would be a surprise so um, Ramos they're not in for him currently in terms of the striker search But Shai and, and Huang Yujo were you know, on the short list but they've, they've called quite considerably now um, so I wouldn't expect at this moment in time either, either of those to come in uh, but they are looking at a striker, it's it's a it's a priority, they want to bring one in. Um I think Bruno's made it very clear as well, talking about it that you know he needs a striker in. And um and I would you know hedge my bets to say alone with an option is it's potentially more uh more viable, more likely. Um but it'd be interesting if they spring any more surprises. And and then just finally on Raoul as well, um there was a lot of you know banter on Twitter about the guy sat up in a tree because of the Gwen's signing. Um and I did see a picture some bloke tweeted of him up in a tree, and I want, to, was, I want to go to this tree. We're going to have to do a podcast this tree, mate. And Raúl Jiménez on the pitch, uh, on the training pitch, doing a bit of running. Um, now it's, I have to make this clear: I, I, I can't verify whether this picture was a recent picture and he's telling the truth, or whether it's a, an old picture and it's a load of rubbish. Um, so hopefully it is true, and he's you know he's getting closer. But. We did suspect sort of back end of August, earliest he might get himself back in, if he is back running, and hopefully we'll find out more tomorrow in the press conference. If he is back out running on the on the training pitch, then that is a certainly a good sign. So um, hopefully he won't be too far <coughs> off.
0: Now Liam, we we, um, we both had a late night last night and woke up early this morning to get this podcast uh, done and dusted uh, before I uh, drive to the old London, the old big smoke, head of the game. Against Spurs on Saturday. Um, what's the first thing that you need after after a late night when you wake up? And oh, I know you talked a little bit randiness this morning. You know, first thing after two or three minutes in this podcast, I don't I don't want to know. But when you wake up early in the morning, wow. what do you need? What do you need to revive yourself to get yourself in the mood to wake yourself up? <laughs> on, uh, I've got a on. feeling
1: there might be. a... Um... A sponsorship message is coming oh, up.
0: No, 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 no don't don't don't, don't preempt it. What what oh. do you need? What do you need in the morning to, to, to give yourself a bit of a kickstart to your day,
1: a boost? I'm gonna name something which I don't I don't actually have very often but I do very much like and I know something you'll be disgusted by a sausage sandwich. <sighs>
0: <laughs> anyway you're definitely you're definitely playing the game because yes a coffee you want a coffee so the nescafe dolce gusto Unbelievable. kp mini maker 55 pounds um mate you gotta have a coffee in the morning first thing get yourself into a coffee this this machine is absolutely incredible it comes in a variety of colors but i'm looking at the maroon and gray at the moment only 55 pounds step up step out with the shade of mini. it's called the mini me automatic in black and red colors compact but never lacking on quality this automatic coffee machine makes the effort of creating amazing quality coffee in no time at all. It's maximum 15 bar pump pressure makes you get the quality you'd expect from your local coffee shop straight to your home. How do you how do you fancy that? Forget your bacon butty. We're going straight to Caffeine Baby and Caffeine with uk. There's so many. Baloo. I know, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. Baloo's excited. I'm excited. Are you excited, Liam?
1: I mean, you know how much I love coffee as well as you. Um, we love a coffee. We, we love abs- the old
0: espressos, which which this makes, by the way. But I'm looking at a delicious latte, it, it, fabulous, yes. Coffee. Oh, I love a good latte as well. I did have a
1: few of those in pre-season when We were smashing through the coffees in uh, in season to be fair. So um, yeah, bloody hell was going on. <laughs> that was a weird noise. <laughs> um, yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely bang <laughs> on. I've got a I've got a lovely uh, coffee machine at home, and you cannot go wrong. Yeah, it's it's a staple of any good household.
0: Coffee machines, kitchen sets, kettles, toasters, microwaves, cooking appliances, air fryers, blenders, ovens, cookware, and a lot, lot more. Kettle and Toaster Man. is the place to be. Um, another one of our sponsors as well, 10% off, a Fantastic, fantastic offer. Auction closes next Wednesday, 7.30pm. How would you like, Liam, let me get an... A Huang Hee Chan and a Raul Jimenez signed dual framed boot. I do like a boot as a signed memento. By the way, yeah. you're going to have a, you know, I've got um, I've got an old boxing glove with with kind of like your your Tyson, Frazier, Foreman, Ali, Lennox Lewis on there. And and from a, from an actual aesthetic piece of, of memorabilia, I quite like that. I think the boot does the same kind of a thing. I like a good old signed
1: boot. It's the same with a, with a glove as well. It looks nice, doesn't it, in the box. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Framed in that little cube box. Well, we've got um, Huang Chan channel Raul Jimenez. Um, signed boots. Only 149 tickets. Closes Wednesday the 24th of August. £3.95 a ticket. Get yourself involved. Remember, 10% discount code at checkout with Wolves Potty. So you can't say fairer than that. Right, let's go on to some questions before we preview Spurs. I can't wait for this. But... um. I'm so sorry. Look, it's 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 gone on long. But when you when you break your transfer fee record, then you're going to get a bit of a longer podcast. But we'll race through 10 or so questions and we'll get on to Spurs. So sorry if we didn't answer it this week. You can understand why. You can understand why we delayed this podcast as well until Thursday morning with all this happening. Uh, however, um, please, if we didn't get to you, um, then send it again next week. I'll make sure we answer them. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit less crazy. And if not, we'll just answer them in person when I'm buying... Four hundred seventy-five beers um, after Southampton. Wow. So um, here we go. First of all, Brad is seventy-seven. Says, do you think Fosun would have still signed either, either or both Guedes and Nunes had we started the season with two wins? I feel like both could should have happened much sooner than they did if it was always in the plan.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it makes too much of a an impact really because it's um, they're not ones to to panic really and, and sort of bring in panic signings. Um, they were both players. I mean, it, I, I've said this publicly. It's public knowledge that Guedes was a player that was that they looked at. Um, I reported that the, the Wolves looked at him last summer, and then Bruno, you know, confirmed it in the press conference. Said that he first thing he did when he came in was say I want Guedes. So, um, and with Nunes as well, they, they obviously were monitoring him and liked him. So, um, no, they, they move when it's the right time to move, and the, and the deal's right. Um, and in both cases it was, um, so I don't think it has much of an impact the, with the results really.
0: Cool, yeah, we'll have to be quick with some of these, but um, that's, that's perfect timing. Uh, Oldie But Goldie says, I am normally a happy clapper on Twitter, and even I had a wobble about signings. With this massive statement of intent, what do you think has changed to make the board kick on, or are we just at the stage they wanted to be in the plan, inverted commas, from the Nuno days?
1: um the quick answer is nothing's changed i mean as we were saying before in terms of the the strategy and how the, the clubs run nothing's changed it's just that the player became available at the right time for the right price how, had he been available next summer or in february or sorry in january for this, you know the, the, the right price um and yeah they they have, they've have moved then as well so it's um yeah just the, just the timing really david
0: robert t says then has attracted a lot of praise for two solid opening performances what does the arrival of Nunes mean for us being able to keep Leander when he will want minutes in the run-up to the World Cup in November.
1: Yeah, I think it's a fair question. Um, I don't think he becomes surplus to requirements necessarily, but I do think he, you know, he probably drops down the the pecking order. Certainly, doesn't he? Uh, and with Mertineo back in training as well. Um, look, he's played very well first two games. I, I would like to see him stay this season for for depth because you lose him, you lose one of the the, the big positives of bringing Nunes in. Um, but you're right, you will want to play so it's a very fine balancing act with his contract situation as well it's not impossible if if a club comes in that he could move on but at the moment I think it's it's fairly quiet on that
0: Amar's music show can we celebrate signing Nunes by Lehman blocking me on Twitter please the rancor between us can no longer exist and I hate the idea of being an adversary of my second favourite Wolves journalist the first being Nathan of course yeah
1: yeah, I mean I don't know what you want me to say, really. Um,
0: Are you going to start unblocking him? Are you going to unblock, unblock no. Amar?
1: No! <laughs> I don't know who this person is. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Throw in, you're going to throw in a little dig about second favourite in the tweet. It's not the best thing to do, so if you want to endear yourself to me.
0: Uh, maybe you know what you, you know who's going to be there in, in the Hogs' head, mate.
1: No. So a lot of that doesn't come out of their best. He's going to be
0: telling you about your form in the gym. He's going to talk, talk They to don't him. come out. The
1: people with faces on Twitter don't come out of their basements. They stay. Wow. They, they wow. stay hidden. Wow. There's no chance he'll be in person. Wow. And if there is, I would welcome it.
0: Uh, Caucus Wolf is Nunes the biggest transfer coup wolves have pulled off to date.
1: I think, as I said at the top of this podcast, I think so. Genuinely, as a player who is ready to go, oven ready, you might say um oh,
0: there's, the, and, there's
1: there's an appliance for that <laughs> yeah see look I, I, you know, I know i know the i know the tricks um yeah oven ready ready to play genuine champions league footballer Neves has of course turned into that but when you you have to remember when he arrived at Wolves for 15 million he was a uh, a wonder kid as the song goes so um yeah i think as a ready made player he's he's got to be the biggest
0: um a couple of people saying this a couple of rumors flying around abc guy um I'll, I'll read out. Is Pedro Neto being sold? A lot of rumours saying George Mendes is offering him to Man United.
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Thanks for asking this one. You are good to me. Um, I, I do have an answer for this. So um, there's nothing on the cards for, for Neto to be going anywhere um, as, as of now. Uh, you know, Wolves are certainly not offering him anywhere. But you can imagine what how football works and how agents work, and of you know, it'd be of no surprise that they'll be having conversations. Um, that's you know. Commonplace. So um, he's a player who has dramatically increased in value, will continue to increase in value certainly for the next year or two. Um, Wolves, of, of course, you have got no plans to let him go this summer, um, but he is a player, like many of the other players, and Nunes included, who was brought in not only for footballing reasons but for the asset they are and how their value increases and how Wolves may be able to make money on them in the future. So... Um, you can't predict how the business will go. You know, if, if United make a surprise move this summer and it's a lot of money, again, it's like with any other player, he can move on, regardless of his contract being until 2027. Um, all that does is leave Wolves in a good position to get, you know, the maximum money for him. Um, but he's well-liked by clubs. If one moves eventually, then then of course, you know, he'll move on for the right fee. So um, there's nothing planned. He's not being, um, you know, necessarily going to be going this summer, but it's, it's a player like with many of the others that, Probably will and, and potentially move on at some point.
0: What would be a, a ballpark figure? Would you say, Liam? And I'm putting you on the spot. But, um, so I think right now, it's would... Yeah, let's say, let's say, let's say you know next week um, a big bid comes in and they might have to to look at it. Uh, what kind of uh, money would would make heads turn?
1: I think with his age, obviously we see how good he is, the contract he's under, but then also it's not going to be, you know. Eighty, ninety, hundred—because of that, he's just come out from an injury and get back into play again. I think fifty um, is probably a f- fairish at the moment, um, but I think he's, I think he's potentially worth a lot more than that.
0: Um, Reggie, out of our three new signings—Nathan uh, Collins, Gonzalo Guedes, and Nunes—which uh, one would Liam Keane take down on the
1: jiu-jitsu mat? Uh, well, that's a—you know—there's two different questions here. Which one would I take down, or which one would I choose to take down? Uh, the answer is I could take all three I mean that, we all know that <laughs> uh, No I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Collins is a big lad I'm not sure I fancy that uh, I don't think I don't actually know his height off the top of my head but I don't think Nunes is particularly small I think he's at least six foot so um, yeah, he, yeah, all, I'd have to go with well. Gwen just he's the smaller lad and I'll just yeah it'd be nice and easy um,
0: A few people asking about a certain Manchester United striker who might come and uh, be available soon <laughs>
1: I mean, if Wolves can pay for Cristiano Ronaldo's wages, uh, one thing, I'll be gobsmacked. Secondly, he wants to, to leave United to go play Champions League football. So I don't think he's going to be coming to uh, 10th place Wolves. <laughs>
0: um, and last one from Dan says, new striker, this will be a 10 out of 10 transfer window. Agree? Question uh, mark.
1: I agree if they keep hold of everyone as well. If they lose... Morgan or Neves, you're losing a point or two off off that ten out of ten. But otherwise, yeah, I would say so.
0: Right, what a game. What a game. Um for me going to the best stadium in the country on Saturday, cannot wait. Spurs against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh 1230 kickoff. I only realised that yesterday, by the way. Didn't want to be turning up oh, at 1.30 uh, mate. 130 Imagine. into the second half. Twelve thirty kickoff. Um uh, cannot wait. And uh, of course, he's registered. Nunes is registered. He will be available, and I'm sure will be in the matchday squad on Saturday. But um, what a fantastic game! Of course, they've got. I've got some brilliant. You've got some brilliant memories. We all have uh, of, of playing Spurs, not only in this stadium but also at Wembley. Uh, they've got a good record there. The only one point from the only two games, but um, you know, a daunting game against a very good side. But with the likes of these players in this squad I'm very hopeful that Wolves can go there and get a result uh, how do you see it playing I mean you might you might say I'm wrong here but I expect Nunes and Guedes to both be involved I think we'll both see them on Saturday whether we see them from the start or not is another question uh, what do you uh, what, how do you see it going Liam?
1: Yes it will be uh, as you say a very, a very tough game um, totally agree by the way about the stadium I think it's, um, it's just unbelievable isn't it it's a it's the best oh, day in my It's amazing. Easy.
0: Well, it's Alana picks and chooses a game. She's going to this one, so it must be a decent blame
1: <laughs> Don't blame her. Don't blame her. I tell you what, the little media, well, I say little, the very big media cafe they put on for us with the, uh, the food uh, and stuff. Is, it's not its uh, not bad either. It's not, it's bad, not so. bad, is it? It's not bad. I'm not complaining, no, mate. No. Um, I'm out on the rouse as well in London afterwards. If anyone, oh, I bet but. you uh, are. Shock. Shock. Uh, I was, I've got mates down there, so I'll uh, yeah, have a good one. Um, watching the AJ fight, actually. Be good. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yes, Yeah, it's going to be, as you say, a very tough game because um, I've said this so many times on this podcast, every time he or Spurs get brought up, but I have to say it again, that Antonio Conte, for me, is a world-class manager. um, Top three in the Premier League easily. Probably top five uh, in the world. um, Absolutely top draw. So, massively rate him and how he drills his team, the the, the kind of pressure he puts on them, uh, the fitness is going to be a massive one. Wolves are a very energetic, fit side as well. Bruno's you know, push them in pre-season, but that's going to be an interesting battle because Conte's well known for beasting his sides um in preseason and getting them ready and then in training in general to be honest. Um so so that's going to be a really interesting uh, sort of matchup there. Um what will be a sort of acid test I think for Wolves is the, the formation because this is the first time this season and the first time since they've changed to a back four that they're going to be playing against a side who's playing with a back three or a back five. Um, and I'm gonna be really interested as to whether and particularly going away from home as to whether Bruno makes a makes a big change yeah. um for this one game. Um I think from the way I suppose the way it would look, the perception from the outside, also the fact they haven't got Conor Cody who's arguably the best um the best personnel for that kind of formation, I would suspect they probably stay with the back four. Um yeah. and then it'll be really interesting to see how they get on um Sort of breaking down, uh, breaking them down. Um, but I think he'll maybe, maybe play three midfield. Um, if Moutinho is ready to ready to play, uh, of course he's been back in training this week. Um, I think we may see three midfield with with Neves, Moutinho, and Dendonca. Um I would imagine Nunes, considering how close it is to the game, would be on the bench. Um, and then I would probably say uh, both Huang and Guedes would be on the bench, and they'll play the front three of uh, Pedence Gibbs White and, um, and and Pedro Neto. So
0: Oh okay. Uh, you think that I mean they've got I mean look they've got problems I think themselves, haven't they? Spurs. Uh, Christian Romero, I think, is out for the next three or four weeks, which obviously helps. They've got a couple of people, I think Lenglet's injured as well. So there's um there's opportunities there. There's always opportunities to score with Spurs, they'll always give you a chance. there. you don't feel they would have a, a big man in there just to I know then scored, so if you if you're having him in the side then, then you know, for a little bit of physicality, because the only problem, I guess, the obvious problem with that front three is that it's very small.
1: Yeah. Um, however, without Raul Jimenez available, they don't really have a bigger forward to throw in there anyway. So, um, I think. You, well, you, Wayne's you, got,
0: you, got a, Wayne's, yeah, a he's, big, he's bigger than you know I mean? Pedenz, yeah. but he's not. He's more of a target man, so to speak. You know, you can you can you can get the ball up to him. He can he can knock down, as, you, as you yeah, say, he at least yeah he, he can Pedes his
1: it, It's not his his but he can, no. he can do it um, I think yeah you, I think you you're coming up against a, a midfield too, most likely of Bentecourt and, and Hoiberg uh, unless they make any changes and um, that's a fairly good mix of strength brute force technical ability I think that's a pretty good midfield uh, obviously they've got Basuma who they could put in there as well so um, I I think they'll go three and try and, and, and flood the midfield and find the spaces for the front three then to to, to get onto to to the three centre halves i think because they're not they're not going to be able to flood them necessarily with the back three or back five with the forwards i think they'll do that in midfield instead and try and, and try and win the second ball um and really probably play a bit more uh of uh, of a counter because you're going away uh to what is actually a fairly decent atmosphere actually um for, for spurs and and a very good stadium uh away at a very good side with a very good manager so um, you have to be slightly more cautious, and that's why I think they might go four three three. And as I say, I, I don't see, purely because of the formation change. I don't see Guedes starting purely because of the how close it's the game. I don't see Nunes starting, but it'll be um, it be interesting if uh, if he swings any other surprises and if he does change to a three or five. But um, I suspect he will stick with four.
0: Yeah, um, Nelson Semedo could you see him start and, and Johnny on the left? I mean, look. Um, the fullbacks haven't covered themselves in glory to start the season. Let's be honest. Um, I Noria thought another disappointing game. And of course, gave the penalty away. Jose Sa um, did the you know did the business. And, and and look, Wolves got the first point of the season. But if Samado, who looked very good in those twenty minutes, if he is deemed eligible to play and ready to play and ready to go from the start, maybe not ninety minutes, but maybe sixty minutes, could you see Johnny coming in on the and maybe transferring to the left hand side, where well, we've seen him obviously mostly in a Wolves shirt, and and Semedo starting on the right.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, that would probably be the strongest two um, at the moment. I, I'm a big fan of Eight but you're you're right; he, he hasn't had a good start to the season. Uh, neither is Johnny, to be fair. But I think with his experience, he's I think he's slightly more comfortable on the left, even though he's right-footed. He's a better defender, isn't he? He's well. a better defender, exactly. And, and in a back four, it's a very different position as a fullback compared to being a back. It's you know the defensive duties, sorry, are much more uh, much more important. So um, yeah, I, I would agree it's the strongest two probably at the moment. Albeit, I think Aitnori can you know can can push on and do and do very well for Wolves, but um, it all comes down really to being you know his fitness. Um, you know he's fit to play because of course he came on against uh, against Fulham, and by the way, I thought did really well actually uh, when he came on. Um, but is he fit enough to play ninety minutes or even sixty? I think he with the extent or, or the you know how serious the injury was, um, it was a full tear uh, of the, the hamstring. It's a very you know, tough injury to come back from um, and it's an awkward one to re-injure as well I suspect that they'll give him a bit more time I think, to start to build his minutes up uh, f- within the next week or two before he gets a start um, that's just from, you know, past experience of players coming back from injury and sort of how long it genuinely takes particularly with hamstrings that would be my sort of educated guess but perhaps we'll find it more the, at the, at the press up I think long term or certainly once he's ready to start, for me, the starting two is Johnny and Samedo Until eight, we maybe he gets to to grips with the full-back position a bit more. Um, and of course, he's young and and, and he will learn. So, um, so yeah, I would like to see that eventually, but I'm not sure it'd be quite ready for Spurs.
0: How um, how good if they do hold onto their players? By the way, is that bench going to be? And you're going to compare and contrast that bench from Leeds's bench when you've got, you know, a, a strong eleven and, and the squad. You're going to have. You know players, quality players missing out on the squad. You know the likes of, you know, people vying for like the last place on the bench, if everybody's fit, of course, you know, like a, a Moscara and a, a Huang and these kind of players who are you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be some competition for places on the bench, let alone in the starting eleven, which is crazy from from where we were, you know, three weeks ago.
1: Well, exactly. Um you know, again, Mutini has come back into train, hopefully he'll be ready for the, for the squad. So he's another one to add in there alongside the signings. Um, the difference in the bench from a frankly criminal bench <laughs> against uh, against Leeds uh, to, to what it hopefully will be now and particularly even when Raul comes back and if they do bring a striker signing in, um, it's going to be worlds apart uh, and it will look a lot healthier. Of course, you get the odd injury here and there which happens throughout a season is going to impact it and you will see the odd younger player come in here and there but overall I think it does look a lot stronger and the manager needs those options in general but even more so now that it's five substitutions as well so for him to have those options is going to be crucial and and it will change games for Wolves as well.
0: Just one more from me before we go on predictions Liam, Um, if Jean Moutinho is back in training but not quite ready to start a game and they want to just be a little bit easy with him I mean look you know, Nunez is a fit lad. He's 23 years old. He played last week. He's ready to go. I understand that he hasn't had loads of time with his teammates, but could they spring a inverted commas surprise and start Nunez from the start? Nunez and Neves, if, Mut- if they want to, just give Moutinho an extra week.
1: Uh, yes, but I, and I'll explain why. So I think that if they play a two, um, I don't think either of them start. I think Neves and Dendonker start. If they're going to play a three and and Moutinho is ready to to play, I think he plays Moutinho and leaves Nunes on the bench. However, if the situation you just said where where Nunes uh, sorry Moutinho isn't quite ready to to start and, and they are going to play a three, I do think Nunes comes in because as you say he, he's been he started and played the first two games for Sporting. Um, he's had a full pre-season, He's not injured. He's ready to play. Um, so in terms of fitness, he's got no catching up to do, so to speak. He's ready to play. Uh, the only thing is just a tactical and you know get into grips with what Bruno wants and, and and what you know get used to what his players or teammates rather will um will, will do. But you know he's an intelligent footballer. He's he's capable of doing that in a short space of time. Uh, I think it's unlikely, but it's certainly not impossible that he starts.
0: All of a sudden now you've got five substitutes this season. And you, you keep your players and you've got some amazing options, and it will wolves will be able to use that. Not in European competition as well. To their advantage, I think it's incredibly, incredibly excited. And also remember, um, keeps other managers and other teams second guessing with what what formation and, and and players that they can use. And they're going to start. It's it's a it's a brilliant window so far. Let's hope that they finish well because um, this is sensational. I make no apologies that um, that we've talked about Matias Nunes for the majority of this podcast. But hopefully the offshoots of um, I've kind of um, answered all your questions. If we didn't answer them during the actual uh, Twitter question stage, because um, it's uh, it's it's incredibly exciting. So let's let's finish off with the predictions. We're giving away not just giving away a home shirt, Liam, this week. We're giving away with numbers on the back, names and numbers, a Nunes shirt, lettered and numbered to the max, Chris to the max, home beautiful shirt. Because Liam Keane's going to nail his prediction. He's going to nail this score prediction this week. I'll go first. Finish it off with you. And um, and if someone wins, then you are going to get a, a Matthias Nunes shirt freshly uh, crisp in its cellophane wrapper from the Wolves Club shop. I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say, cracky game of football. Tottenham Hotspur 2. Wolverhampton
1: Wanderers 2. I actually can't deal with this. Oh, Liam. Mate, I swear to you. I swear stop to you. This. This is I getting... absolutely stop swear. Because I already it. had the joke of saying I'm going to go with a Desmond. I was, oh, already had that ready to go. Stop it. I stop swear. I, this, is, this is two weeks in a row now you've copied me.
0: <laughs> Can I this copy is, you I've gone first, man?
1: This is shocking. I am. I'm going to stick with it though, because I it was in my head. I'm not going to change it now. I'm going with a Desmond two two.
0: You're going for a Desmond two two. oh what a great game! I would love that Desmond two two in a couple of home games. Get three points on the board from them too, and Wolves will be back up halfway up the league and uh, and eyeing those European spots. It's been a pleasure, Liam. Um, I shall see you on Saturday, uh, twelve thirty kickoff. Remember, don't forget twelve thirty. <laughs> don't forget. Don't I'll forget. Be not, there. not three o'clock. Twelve thirty amazing week thoroughly enjoyed this podcast it's been great um it's good to be a Wolves fan from me from Lee. we'll see you on Saturday take care bye bye